It's a great pleasure and a great privilege to welcome everybody to our service of lessons and carols this evening. The service will proceed unannounced, so hopefully you'll stand up and sit down at the right point. We hope you will enjoy your time with us this evening. We also hope there will be time to think on what it is that we are celebrating at this time of year. So just be still, sing up, and do stay for some refreshments afterwards. And thank you as well for coming out on this night Well, who knows what the weather is going to do. So I shall just <coughs> hand over to Paul and we will take it from there. Listen for the word of God from the Gospel according to John, the word of life. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. From the very beginning, the word was with God. Through him, God made all things. Not one thing in all creation was made without him. The word was the source of life. And this life brought light to humanity. 
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never put it out. God sent his messenger, a man named John, who came to tell people about the light, so that all should hear the message and believe. He himself was not the light. He came to tell about the light. This was the real light, the light that comes into the world and shines on everyone. The word was in the world, and though God made the world through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own country, but his own people did not receive him. Some, however, did receive him and believed in him. So he gave them the right to become God's children. They did not become God's children by natural means, that is, by being born as the children of a human father. God himself was their father. The word became a human being and full of grace and truth, lived among us. We saw his glory, the glory which he received as the father's only son.
A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with the righteousness, he will decide, no, he will he will judge the needy, but with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a child will lead them. <laughs> is from Matthew chapter 1 and reading from verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, 
and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Jesus awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. donkey, and especially not a little donkey. I'm eight and a half months pregnant. I couldn't swing my leg over its back. If I sat side saddle, I'd probably fall off. And if I stayed on, it might trigger my contractions. Now, if Joseph could afford a camel. But Joseph can't afford a camel. So I'm going to walk 80 miles, 80 pregnant miles to register to pay the poll tax. I don't know what it will be like, and since Joseph left the town when he was a toddler, he can't remember either. I ask you, would any of you who are women want to walk 80 miles when your time has nearly come to give birth in who knows where to a child who is a source of consternation to your parents before he is born? and who will be a source of controversy to the world ever after. When I was a girl, I used to love playing practical jokes. All our neighbours would roar and laugh and say to my mother, where did she get her sense of humour from? Sometimes, when I think of the mess that Joseph and I are in, I smile to myself 
and I realise I got my sense of humour from my maker. Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for a baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. 
Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. An angel came to me, and I was unprepared to be what God was using. Mother I was to be. A moment I despaired, thought briefly of refusing. The angel knew I heard. According to God's word, I bowed to this strange choosing. A palace should have been the birthplace of a king. I had no way of knowing. We went to Bethlehem. It was so strange a thing. The wind was cold and blowing. 
My cloak was old and thin. They turned us from the inn. The town was overflowing. God's word, a child so small, who still must learn to speak, lay in humiliation. Joseph stood strong and tall. The beasts were warm and meek and moved with hesitation. The child born in a stall? I understand it all. Kings came in adoration. Perhaps it was absurd. The stable set apart, the sleepy cattle lowing, and the incarnate word resting against my heart. My joy was overflowing. The shepherds came, adored the folly of the Lord, wiser than all men's knowing.
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. And Bethlehem and Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will become a ruler. Who will be the shepherd of my people Israel? Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in their dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to the country by another route.
For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Jesus Christ, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Come to God in prayer. We pray together. God of all eternity, we pause amidst the busyness of the Christmas season to focus our hearts and our minds on the marvellous mystery of Christ's incarnation. Your word made flesh and living with us as one of us. We think of Mary and Joseph, ordinary people who obeyed your commands, thus changing their lives forever. Help us to be open to hearing your voice, calling us to fresh understanding 
and new forms of service in Christ's kingdom. We think of the angels, the messengers of hope, who spread the news far and wide. Help us to be good news people, sharing our hope in Christ with those we meet. We think of the shepherds, hard-working men living on the edge of society, doing the necessary work no one else wanted to do. Help us to see others as you do, valuing them as individuals of matchless worth, offering them the life-changing opportunity to meet Jesus. We think of the Magi, educated, wealthy foreigners who travelled in search of understanding. Help us to be seekers too, observing the signs and following them to discover the mystery of infinity contained in vulnerability. We think of ourselves and of those we love, each with our hopes and fears, certainties and doubts, each one needing a fresh encounter with the baby of Bethlehem. Help us to discover, as if for the first time, the wonder of childhood encounter with Jesus. And then to grow in mature, faithful discipleship as we walk in his footsteps through Calvary to eternity. Holy God, who meets us in the ordinary, may your extraordinary peace overwhelm us this Christmas time. For we make our prayer in the name of Christ, our infant Redeemer. Amen. Have you heard the news? They're seeing the Messiah's been born right here in Bethlehem. Honestly, that's what I was told. The Christ... God's promised deliverer, come at last to set us free. Do I believe it? Well, I'm not sure. It's hard to credit, I admit, but this friend I spoke to seemed pretty certain. Heard it from a shepherd, apparently. Some chap who claimed to have been the child for himself. And by all accounts, he was delirious with excitement, absolutely full of it. He may have been mistaken, of course, or simply spinning some old yarn. 
You never can be sure, can you? And believe me, I don't go around believing everything I hear. But this friend of mine, the one who heard it from the shepherd, he was full of it too. You'd have thought he'd been there in the stable, beside the manger, the way he spoke. He was utterly convinced that there's no question about that. And as I listened to him chattering on, I felt the urge welling up inside me, just as he had done, to tell someone else, to share the good news with those around me. He was right there. This wasn't something to keep to myself. Not for the privileged few, but a message for everybody, one they all needed to hear. But before I say anything more, just making a complete fool of myself, there's something I have to do, something my friend should have done, and which the shepherds presumably did, and that is go and see for myself. Call me a cynic if you like, but I believe it's important. No, more than that, vital. If you're going to accept something, let alone expect others to do the same, you have to be sure of your ground, as certain as you can be, that is not just all some grand delusion. So now I'm going off to find out the truth for myself, off to see this child if he really exists with my own eyes. And if I find everything just as I've been told, the baby lying there in a manger wrapped in strips of cloth, then I shall go and tell others what I have seen. For let's be honest, what else would there be to do? What else could anybody do? in my place.
made flesh, bless us, those we love, and indeed all people, with the faith that sustained peasant parents, the hope that inspired educated foreigners, the joy that filled terrified shepherds, and the peace of which the angels sang, not merely for a day or for a season, but for all eternity. Amen. Thank you.